what's up and welcome to a bonus episode of a conversation with jenna if this is your first time here hey i'm jenna and i'm so glad that you're joining me here today in today's episode i'm going to be talking about singleness i hope that you enjoy it i hope it's encouraging and i hope it even makes you laugh a little disclaimer that you'll hear in every episode is this What I'm about to share with you are my personal thoughts, opinions, and experiences. I am not an expert, nor will everything that I say be factual. Please do your own research and think for yourself. As always, my hope is that my life experiences can help you in your life. So sit back and soak in the goodness. Let's jam. So in the last episode, if you listen to that, you will hear that I don't wash my hands because I think it's ridiculous and how I never get sick. And it's so funny because I got sick over Thanksgiving weekend and then I was sick all last week. And then now I feel like I still have residual sickness like two weeks later. And it's just like a bunch of drainage in my throat. And so if I sound a little nasally, that's why. But I just thought, huh, that's very, very ironic that I just told the podcast that I don't get sick because I don't wash my hands. And then what do you know, a few weeks later, I got sick. Huh, of course, that's how it is. But honestly, I hardly ever get sick, except I always have constant allergies. So my nose is always a little bit stuffy. But right now I just have like a lot of drainage. And I think that there is like kind of a flu or something going around because a bunch of people that I know are sick. So luckily I work from home, so I didn't have to take any time off because I wasn't that sick. It was just like a stomach ache and then just a stuffed up nose. But other people, I know I've had it much, much worse than me. So I'm really thankful that that's all I got. Merry Christmas, everybody, and happy holidays. I hope that you guys are having a very Merry Christmas and you're spending it exactly the way that you want to. So. I've been wanting to talk about singleness for a while, and I wasn't really sure when, how, what, why, where I was going to talk about it. And then I was thinking about how I wanted to release a bonus episode on Christmas, and then I was just thinking about my Christmas experiences, and I felt like it, Christmas is just a really good time to talk about singleness because A, There's going to be a lot of people out there who are single on Christmas. And because of that, they have the Christmas blues, which I can relate to that. And I just felt like, like, what a more perfect day to talk about it, just because it's going to be so relatable for those group of people who are single. It's Christmas. They wish they had someone to celebrate it with. They wish they had, you know, all the traditions like the matching pajamas, which is just like amazing. You know what I mean? Like, I just felt like this was a very relatable thing. And I felt like what a great way Like, what a better way to talk about this than on Christmas. So let's talk about being single. And this concept of singleness is something that I didn't hear until I joined the church. Because, like, uh, um, pre-Jesus, I, well, A, I was in a relationship, but I never heard of it. Like, no one ever talked about this term of singleness or, like, waiting, right? And so it wasn't until I got in the church and I was single in the church. And then there was this thing called singleness and this thing called waiting. And like what waiting is to Christians is like the waiting on God to bring them their spouse. Right. Well, like I'm no longer waiting because like that's what I was doing in the past. No, no. I'm like going to go out and I'm actively going to look for him because I'm like done with waiting. And anyways, I could talk about waiting in another episode. But this this thing of singleness is just something that I I feel like it's just like 
Christian term or something that is just really spoken about in the church. But I want to just share some of my singleness stories with you and specifically me being single on Christmas. And I hope that it brings you some kind of joy. And like I said, laughter, peace, sadness. We can cry together. We can laugh together. I mean, I do this podcast for you and hope that it encourages you. Okay, so Christmas of 2020, I spent by myself. And it wasn't because of COVID. My family definitely gathered at Christmas time, but it's because. I have decided that I'm going to live my singleness up. Like I'm going to live it to the max. I'm going to live it to 100%. I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to find joy and peace within myself. Like I'm I'm not going to waste that season. So I remember when 2020 Christmas came around, I was like, yeah, I think I'm just going to spend it by myself. Like what a, honestly, I can't think of a better way to spend Christmas when you're single than by yourself. Because think about it. It's like a free day where you just get to be selfish and do whatever you want. And that's exactly what I did. And then come 2021, I remember at Thanksgiving time, I... Uh, My family was talking about gathering at Christmas and they invited me to their Christmas. And I was like, yeah, thank you, but I'm not going. I'm going to spend it by myself again. And it was probably the best decision that I've ever made in my entire life. Spending Christmas alone on 2020 and 2021. And like, this is what I did. And I specifically have better memories from 2021 because 2020 was a few years ago. But I remember I slept in as late as I wanted. I woke up. I opened Christmas presents. I got to eat what I wanted. I got to watch TV when I wanted. I got to watch what I wanted. I probably took a nap. And my roommate at the time went away for the weekend. So I literally was by myself. And it was so beautiful and so glorious. And I want to encourage you that if you're out there and you're single, like live it up and spend Christmas by yourself because it honestly was the greatest thing I could have ever done. Like, enjoy your time of being alone. Enjoy your time of being selfish. Enjoy your time of sleeping in, doing what you want, eating what you want, wearing what you want, going with whatever you want. Like, you don't have to ask permission for it. And I'm not saying when you're in a relationship, you need to ask permission, but you definitely need to be considerate of your spouse. And also something else that I did over Christmas of 2021 is I decided not to give presents. Because I've struggled financially and uh, the last few years have been like tough financially. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to cause myself more stress, like financial stress, just to buy you presents. So I told my entire family that I'm not buying anybody presents. And the really awesome thing was everybody was cool with it. Like I wasn't really sure because I do have a people pleasing personality. So I wrestled with this a lot because I didn't want to make anybody upset. I didn't want to like hurt anybody's feelings. My brother's birthday is also on Christmas. And so I like wanted to still buy him a birthday present. But I had just said no Christmas present. And he was very generous and very kind. And he was like, I don't need either. Like, don't get me anything. So when I finally like was brave and courageous enough to tell my family I'm not buying them anything, they were all so understanding and so nice. And like most of them still got me gifts. And I was like, that is so amazing. It just everything worked out perfectly exactly the way that I wanted. And this is the time when I was still at the hair salon. 
And so I remember I was telling my clients that I was going to spend Christmas by myself. And a lot of them actually felt bad for me until I told them like, no, this is what I'm choosing to do. And this is what I wanted to do. And I'm actually really excited about it. And then when I told them that I wasn't buying gifts for anybody, so many clients were like, what? I want to do that. Like so many clients were like, I didn't even know that that was a possibility. And I was like, yeah, of course it's a possibility. Like you have to take care of yourself first. You can't like for me and what I believe is like, I can't love someone more than I love myself. And so if I'm hurting financially, like I'm not going to give to you. I mean, that's just point blank. Like I have to take care of myself first. And I don't really know if that analogy I just gave you even makes sense for this, but that is something that I do believe. So anyways, we'll move on from there. But I remember just telling clients and they're like, I wish that I could do that. I wish I didn't have to buy gifts for everybody. And I was like, you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. Like stand up for yourself and fight. Like if you don't want to buy gifts then don't buy gifts, it's going to be okay. And there's like no shame around that. And I feel like there's like Christmas can be really about gifts. And I mean, I love gifts, but and I love seeing like the boxes under the tree and like looking for the ones that have my names on name on them and stuff. But it doesn't have to be about that. And if you can't afford to do it, it's not worth going into debt. I also have a motto and I live by this is that if I don't have cash to buy something, I don't buy it. That's just how I grew up. My parents are entrepreneurs. Like I just remember my dad specifically saying that to me and I've just taken it to heart. And I, and I consider being debt free, like a high value. I put a really high value on being debt free. And so I'm very, very, very cautious on what I spend my money on. And so if I don't have the cash to buy it, I'm not going to buy it. And that's what I've done. Like I almost was able to pay cash for my car and for my braces. Like I only, when I bought my car, I put such a large down payment and then I paid it off in 11 months that I only paid $320 in interest. Like that's, I put a high value on being debt free. So um, I also though, like had to surrender that because I was starting to put my worth and value in the fact that I was debt free, which that's like something that I'll talk to you guys about when I do like my self love journey episode. But just because you have debt, like doesn't mean that you're, that you're not worthy and valuable. Like they don't correlate at all. Like the amount of money that you have in your bank account does not dictate your worth or your value. No, you are loved, worthy, wanted, chosen, and loved. You are loved regardless. So anyways, yeah, I was just telling my clients that I wasn't going to buy gifts, but everybody was like so shocked that I wasn't going to buy gifts, but they all were like kind of jealous. So like, I, I don't want to buy gifts. And I was like, don't buy gifts. So that's how I spent like the last two Christmases. This Christmas, I do plan on gathering with my family. This Christmas, I'm still unsure. It is like Friday, December 9th when I'm recording this. And I'm still unsure if I'm going to buy gifts or not. Like a part of me wants to, but then another part of me doesn't want to. So so we'll just have to see what happens come Christmas Day if people are going to have gifts for me or not. So another thing that I wanted to talk about with sing- singleness is don't waste your season. And I use the term season lightly because no one knows if they're actually going to get married or not. Okay, like I think that people hope and wish and dream for it, but no one actually knows. So it could be your entire life that you're single because you just haven't found anybody. All I want to tell you is however amount of time that you're single, don't waste it. And I don't know what 
Like, I don't know where you're at in your walk of singleness. I don't know if you're newly single or if you have been single for a while, but I can speak to the newly single people where it hurts so bad and you're experiencing all those feelings. And all I can tell you, or I can warn against you is don't act out of desperation like I did. Okay. Like don't make bad decisions just because you're feeling a certain way. Like wait until your feelings have calmed down and then use your logic to be able to think through it. Is this what I want to do? Do I want to jump back into another relationship right away? Or should I take this beautiful opportunity to work on myself? Should I take this beautiful opportunity to be selfish? Should I take this beautiful opportunity to sleep in as late as I want and to eat what I want and to live the life that I want to live, right? Because as soon as you get into a relationship with someone, like you you don't get to be selfish as much. It's not just about you anymore. You have to have, you have to be considerate of another person's feelings. And so if you're in that new the new stage of being single, like don't rush into your next relationship. I just want to highly encourage that because I feel like you're going to make a mistake, especially if it's out of a place of desperation because you just want the pain to go away. And I know what that pain feels like. I just experienced it four years ago. That's why I ran to Jesus because I wanted the pain to go away and I thought he was going to make the pain go away. It didn't happen like that. Now, I could be speaking to the the veterans of being single like myself. Next year will be five years. I can't believe that it's been five years. And I have to say, I am so thankful that I have been single for these five years and that I have taken this time to be selfish. Again, that I've taken my singleness and I haven't wasted it. And I don't know, like, I can't preach it enough. I can't encourage it enough for you to not waste your season. Or however long you're in it. And the people who have been single for a while, they know what I'm talking about. Because I'm finally to a place of contentment, right? I'm finally at a place of I don't need a relationship. I want a relationship. You're finally at a place where it's like you're not going to settle, right? Because you've been single. You love yourself now. You are able to take care of yourself. You're able to provide for yourself. And hopefully you've done some self-reflecting. To where now it is, you know what you want, you know what you don't want, and you know like what you're going to accept, what you're not going to accept, and like what you're going to, I can't think of the word, like what you're going to tolerate, what you're not going to tolerate, because you know that you're fine being single on your own. Get to that place. Get to that place of being comfortable and being single on your own and then make a decision about who it is that you want to date or if you even want to get into a relationship. I cannot encourage you enough. Wait, just wait it out. The people who are veterans like myself who've been single for a while, I think that we all would say that. Just wait, wait until you love yourself. Wait until you know what you want. Wait, spend some Christmases by yourself. It's amazing and wonderful and I will always encourage it. And like I can't wait to the day when I'm married with kids and like I wake up one Christmas morning and I think back to the fond memories of the two Christmases that I spent by myself. And I know that I'm going to be so thankful and so grateful that I took that time for myself because it's a time you're never going to get back. Take that bubble bath. Go on that trip. Do what it is that you want to do. Like, don't waste your season that that I I will always preach that. Man, but even though 
I am confident being by myself, even though I'm content being by myself. Like I, there are times where I still feel really lonely. Um, and recent times too. And this summer, I just, when I went through all the panic and the anxiety, a lot of it was because, oh my gosh, I'm going to be alone forever. And I was like, just waiting for the time where I was going to get back to last year, like 2021, when I was super content with my life. And like, I did not need a man. And I realized like, I might not ever get back to that super, super content place where I never need a man because it is a desire of my heart. And because panic and anxiety, like, I don't know if it's ever going to go away. You know, I feel like I'm not in the thick of it anymore. I feel like I have persevered and I have made it out of the super, super dark place. But the panic and anxiety still happens. I mean, it just depends on the day. On the day, if I have those toxic thoughts saying like you're going to be alone forever. So I also just want to send some encouragement out of you might not ever stop feeling lonely. Like just because you're content and single and happy doesn't mean that you won't feel loneliness. And loneliness can be really sad. Loneliness can be really debilitating. Loneliness, again, can make you act out of desperation and do really stupid things. Don't do that. Try your best not to do that. Like in one ways, um, one way I guess that I could encourage you if you are feeling lonely is like tell somebody reach out to your friends, reach out to your family, go to a therapist, tell a teacher, tell a coworker, like whatever you got to do to just express yourself and let someone know that you're feeling lonely because you do not want to walk through this alone. That's why I do this podcast because I don't want people to feel like they're alone in the in what they're going through in life. Like and know that you are loved and that you were cared for, and that you are seen, and that you are heard. And if you are struggling, make sure you tell someone. And it's pretty incredible because when I was going through my times of loneliness, uh, there, there are times when I'll reach out to every single one of my friends, and they're all busy, and so I still end up being alone. And I just have to kind of laugh because I know that I'm not anybody's priority, and that's like totally fine. But it's like, well, I've reached out to everybody and everybody has plans. So I guess I'm just going to be alone today. And it's just like kind of a funny thing that you just have to shake off. You just have to be like, okay, I can do this. I can get through this. And then whether that means you go on a walk, whether that means you go to the mall, the movies, take yourself to dinner, like take yourself on a date. Oh my gosh. I feel like that's so important to date yourself, get to know yourself, Figure out what your likes and dislikes are. I know we're talking about loneliness, but like that's just something else I would encourage you. Like I would take myself on dates all the time. It's fun, man. And I love people watching. I love listening to other people's conversations too. So I always am entertained no matter what. But anyways, what was I saying about, oh yeah, being alone. Um, I had to take a little pause because after I got out, I uh, started talking about dating yourself. I forgot what I was saying. So I'm back. So when you're lonely, reach out to someone. The times where I'm lonely and I reach out to all my friends and they're all busy. Yeah, it sucks because it's like, okay, like now I have to sit in my feelings and now I have to like process the what I'm feeling, why I'm feeling, the how I'm feeling, you know, all of it. And that really sucks. And I love self-pity. Trust me. I love to swim in self-pity. Self-pity is a very special place. I have a very special relationship with self-pity. Because when I'm self-pity, I can put my walls up and I could just sit and sulk. And it's a very comfortable place for me to go. I, I go there 
without any questioning, like self-pity opens its door and I'm like, yep, I'm walking through today. So I get it. Like I get it when, when you just have those feelings and sometimes you don't want to ignore it. But then I also think sometimes it's good for you to sit in your self-pity because then you can understand what it is that you're actually feeling. And I also want to say like, don't let anybody tell you how long you're allowed to feel the way that you're feeling. I find that, that when you listen to these like self-help coaches or like motivational speakers or whatever, they always say, it's okay to have that feeling, but don't stay in it for very long. Oh, I want to strangle those people because it's like, how dare you tell me how long I can sit in my feelings for? No, 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 no. If I want to sit in my feelings for months, then I'm going to sit in my feelings for months because only you are going to know the time when it's time for you to come out. No one else is going to know the time. So don't let anybody pressure you into saying, well, you can only feel feelings like that for two weeks and then you have to come out of it. Or don't stay like that for too long. It's like, no, let me stay in this feeling, in this sulkiness as long as I want, because it's going to be up to me for when I want to come out. Okay. So there, then there are also the times when I call my friends and like, they're like, yeah, hey, let's hang out. And then it's just like such a good reminder that I'm not alone. Like, You may feel like you're alone, but you're not alone. You have people who love you and you have people who care about you. This summer when I was really struggling and I was at like the peak of my anxiety and my sadness and my panic, I would say that I was never diagnosed with depression. Um, Depression does run in my family, but the times, there was one time in particular in high school when my very first year of high school, I didn't make our dance team. And like, I was really, really sad. And I don't remember if I like went to a doctor or something, but a therapist said if she would have been sad for one more day, I would have diagnosed her with depression. But because she was able to come out of it, like, I think she's okay. I always remember that. But I I, I wouldn't say that I've ever had depression, but definitely sadness. And one story from this season that I want to share with you guys is or my season of singleness and my season of time of being lonely is the summer. Everything was just like definitely up and down. My emotions were up and down. It was hard for me to like be stable and I was going through some health things. And so I've, I had to have a couple moles removed and one was from my scalp, which was so painful. I don't know if anybody's ever had surgery on their scalp, but it is literally the most painful thing ever. Like the recovery, not the actual time when he was cutting in, but like after the stitches and after the anesthesia wears off, like, oh my gosh, so painful. But I remember when I was going through this, I had these thoughts of, you know, if I just died, like, would anybody even care? Because I don't have a husband, I don't have children, and so no one relies on me. Like, I'm literally living this life alone. And then I thought to myself, and I know that, like, my family would grieve and be upset, and I know my friends would grieve and be upset, but then they would eventually get over it and move on. And there are times where I have passive suicidal thoughts, right? Like, Uh, There will be times where I think, man, I wish I could just fade off into the darkness right now. Like, would would anybody even know or would anybody even notice, right? Like, and I got to say, like, if you have those passive suicidal thoughts, like, I think it's okay because I think a lot of people have them. They just don't talk about them. Again, that's why I like to have this podcast. Like, I'm not afraid to talk about things that are taboo or people might think, oh, she's going to talk about that. It's like, yeah, because there's no shame. 
Like, I hate the shame culture that we live in. And I hate when people try to put shame on you and just know it's because they're insecure and they're probably jealous. Like, people are going to hate, you know? But, um, yeah, so I have, I have passive suicidal thoughts. And why they're passive is because I would never act on them. Like, I've never, like, thought or, like, had a plan or anything. There's just times where I'm like, man, life is so hard and I feel so alone that I wish I could just end it all. And over the summer, I was in therapy for a little while. And that's when my therapist said, oh, those are passive suicidal thoughts. And I had told her, you know, the reason why I never would actually commit suicide is because I'm way too curious to see how my life plays out. Like I've been through a lot over these last four years and my life looks very different than I thought it would look. But I'm also like really happy and grateful and thankful for where I am in life. And so I'm just excited to see if I do get a husband. Like I'm excited to see if I do have children. Like I want to experience every part of life. That means getting married, like birthing a child, just like I want to have it all. I want to experience it all. And I want what everybody else has and what I know that I'm deserving of. So that's just like my little story of when a time where it was super dark and, and it was very lonely. And I remember I was driving back to my like, uh, uh, skin issue, my skin story. I remember I was driving to one of my dermatologist appointments. I think it was the one where he was removing the stitches I think, no, it wasn't. Okay, so I had the one on the mole on my head removed first, and then I had the one on my back removed second, but they couldn't be at the same time. So as I was driving to get the mole removed on my back, I remember thinking, I wonder why my doctor does this. And then I also remember thinking, so the one on my scalp um, came back from pathology at a level of severe. So that's just one level down from melanoma. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with melanoma, but it is very dangerous it's like very dangerous. And one thing that's different about the melanoma cancer cancer cell and what is unique to melanoma is that not only does the cancer the cancer spread outwards, but it also spreads down so it can get into your blood. And then once it's in your blood, like you're kind of screwed, but because it can get into your blood, it can cause blindness. It can cause other issues that will affect your quality of life. So when I was talking to my doctor and I was like, hey, why do you like, A, why did you become a surgeon? And B, like, why do, why should I have these moles removed? Like, what is the purpose? Because I was like, well, my life kind of sucks right now. And like, I mean, if I just die, like, it'll be fine, right? And so he was like, well, Jenna, we don't remove the moles to like save someone's life. We remove the moles to have a better quality of life. And I just never really thought about that because it's like, yeah, you could, you could not have the treatment, but then what kind of side effects are you going to get because you didn't have the treatment? So it just kind of like opened my mind up to like this whole new world and whole new possibilities. And I was like, huh, so you're doing this so I can have a better quality of a life, not so I can die. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, whoa, I don't know. I just never thought about medicine like in that way. I always thought about it. Okay. It's either life or death, not like quality of life. And my thinking started to change like, huh, life is already very hard and very challenging. And I live in like the darkness most of the days. Like, I don't want to make my life even more challenging. So I'm definitely going to get these moles removed. So it just like having that conversation with him, it just, it just like opened my mind up, opened my heart up. And then I just started to like aggressively think about that. And I was like, wow, I didn't know that if I didn't get these removed, like I could just be making my life even more difficult. Like, did you know that? 
I don't, I didn't know that. I thought that was really fascinating. So it's not just single people who are lonely. Everybody can be lonely. Everybody has felt loneliness. It's for everybody. Okay. (laughs) And it's amazing. Like when I get the courage and I'm brave enough to share with my friends the way that I'm feeling, like it's literally incredible how many of them are like, yeah, I'm feeling that way too. Or yeah, I have felt that way. Like when it comes to loneliness, I have friends who are married and they still feel lonely. Friends who are dating still feel lonely. Friends who have kids and they still feel lonely, right? It's like a normal feeling to have. And also like when I reach out to them because I have panic and anxiety, so many of my friends are like, yeah, I have it too. And I was like, what? You do? Like we're sisters in this? (laughs) And they're like, yeah. And I was like, wow. And then it just helps Like for me, when I know that someone else has felt that way or is also currently feeling that way, it doesn't make it so big and scary. It makes me feel like, oh, I can handle this and manage, manage this. Oh, they've done that. Oh, they, they deal with this too. Like they have these psychotic thing, like thinking this psychotic thinking that is just like crazy and not real, but our mind just like gets attached to this thought. And then we have those toxic thought patterns, but like, like people are go through this. This is a normal common thing. And just know that you're not alone. So when I was in the church, I was a youth leader. I loved being a youth leader. I love those youth students. Hmm. It was really fun. But anyways, I remember I was in the car with some other youth leaders and I was talking to one girl who recently just got married and I was telling her about how much I love being single and how I'm enjoying my season of singleness and how I'm just trying to live it up to the best that I can and like really take this time to work on myself and learn about myself and like be selfish and all that stuff. And she looked at me and she was like, yeah, I really wish that I wouldn't have wasted my season of singleness. I really wish that I, that I would have taken it more serious because I was just like searching for a husband. Like I didn't, I didn't understand the opportunity that I had And I just wasted it because I just so badly wanted to get married. And that's it. Like, that is it. I I, I just, like, share that with people. Like, let them know that you wish that you would have taken it more serious. Like, that's the golden ticket. Because I feel like I could tell you, don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. But, like, I think hearing it from someone else who, who did take it for granted and who didn't appreciate what she could have had in that season, like, don't waste it. Don't waste it. That's probably what I should title this. Don't waste it. Anyways, I hope that this conversation encouraged you. I hope it made you laugh. I hope, again, that you're having an amazing holiday season, that you're enjoying this day with your loved ones, or, hey, maybe you're going to spend it by yourself. Regardless, take a day, spend the time by yourself, enjoy enjoy the freedom that you have being single man I love that freedom no one can tie me down but I do eventually want to be tied down but you know what I mean enjoy your freedom enjoy your singleness don't take it for granted live your life enjoy the season that you're in have a wonderful day a very happy new year and a regular episode will be dropping on Tuesday so make sure you listen to that and then after that, the next time you hear from me, it'll be 2023. Wow, I cannot believe that this year is almost over with. Where did the time go? Okay, thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned because my R&Rs are coming up next. Three, two, one.
different because there's just this thought that I have recently. And the thought is like, is encouragement really helpful? Now, I know that's like really counterintuitive to what I just shared with you because I was trying to encourage you. But like, let me break it down a little bit more. So recently I was volunteering at like a food bank not like a food bank where they like serve you fresh hot meals, but like a food bank where you like pack bags, they seal them up and they ship them away. And they're getting shipped to third world countries. Like they're getting shipped to people who have no running water, no electricity, probably go to the bathroom in the ground. Like, and because they're so like impoverished, they probably have very little chance of getting out of poverty. Okay. Like I'm talking those kind of people. And When we were building these bags, they were asking us to put these stickers of encouragement on there. And I ended up doing the stickers. And then that really got me thinking like, are these words of encouragement really helpful and beneficial to them? Because A, they're never going to get out of their poverty, poverty. And B, how do you know that they're like downtrodden? Like, how do you know that they're not living their best life? With no running water, no electricity. Like just because it looks different than something that we would want, like doesn't make it wrong. You know, like think about that for a moment. I a, hate being told what to do. And I hate the fact that people from other countries feel like they can go and like speak about another country, another culture or whatever and be like, no, you're doing it wrong. And it's like, no, dude, you're just not, they're just not doing it how you would do it. So then you think that, that it's wrong. And like the same thing could be said about the Qatar stuff. And I'm not saying like I do not support like child labor. I do not support abuse. I do not support anything like that. But these articles are coming out and it's like, yeah, but how do we know that this isn't just propaganda? Like who's behind these articles? What's the agenda behind these articles? Like I need to be able to see the proof to know whether this is real or not. And then I can have a reaction instead of all of a sudden people reading these articles, taking it as 100% fact and then boycotting the, the World Cup. But it's like, but A, how do you know that these people are impoverished? How do you know that these people like are being treated poorly when it's just they're not getting paid the same amount that you would get paid or whatever it is? I haven't even looked into it. I've just like heard, heard the gossip and stuff. But I, I just have an issue with us going into other countries and telling people how to live their life. And I guess like that's my rant. It's also like not only is it going into other countries and telling people how to live their life or just telling anybody how to live their life. Like like there's also like the Yolen Dog Meat Festival that Lisa Vanderpump, who's like a real housewife, was a real housewife. She like super supported and was against it. And like Peter has been against it. And I've even been against it. Like in in the past, I have definitely like signed the PETA protests. I've definitely donated to like stop animal abuse. And I, again, do not condone animal abuse. And I know that like the Yulin Dog Meat Festival is like, I'm pretty sure that they do abuse the animals. So, but regardless of that, like, how can you get mad at someone for eating an animal? Like, don't you know that like the Western culture, we're like the only ones who keep animals as pets, Like, we're the only one who keeps dogs as pets, and usually it's more of a wealthy country that has dogs and cats as pets. And these poorer countries, they see that as food, and so they eat it. It's like, put yourself in their shoes, put yourself in their perspective, change your thinking. Stop thinking so selfishly and start stop thinking that your one perspective is the only way to see the world. 
And so I guess I'm just going to go for full circle right back to those stickers of encouragement. It's like the stickers were, th- were, you know, like the Bible says, joy comes in the morning. It's like joy, my joy may never come in the morning. And how do you know that I don't already have joy? Just because I live in a hut and I have to poop in the ground, how do, wh- what makes you think that that makes me sad or not full of joy? Like, I just can't. I, and so I will never do the stickers again. Like, because I don't agree with those stickers. I just don't agree with it. My mom was saying like the same thing that the Church of Scientology, she said around the time or right after the Oklahoma City bombing, the Church of Scientology went in and like started passing out like tracks or like little flyers or whatever to all those people. And I was like, really? Do you think that that's the proper time to step in and do that? Like it's the same exact thing. Like I don't know if that's the same exact thing, but that was something that we were talking about when I was having this conversation with her. But anyways, I just feel like consider your words Consider the circumstances. Don't just put a uh, joy comes in the morning sticker or or happiness is around the corner or whatever. I honestly cannot remember specifically what the encouraging sticker said, but I know that as I was putting the stickers on, I was having some issues with it. Like I was fighting against my brain and my heart were like having a fist fight. Like I know I'm here. I know I'm helping. I love helping people like this food, these, this, these, the food is going to get to places where people who really need help. But then it was like, but these stickers, like, I just feel like they're so degrading. It's like, is it really helpful though? Because like, what makes you think that they're actually sad? I don't know, man. I just had to put that out there. And I just kind of had a rant about it. And in this week's rave, there's actually like a few things that I want to rave about. One is... Now, not everybody is going to have access to this because depending on where you're at in the world, you might not have an In-N-Out burger like close by. But this last weekend, I had animal fries for the very first time and I am totally in love. You need to run to your closest In-N-Out burger and you need to get animal fries. They are so good and they will change your life. The only thing that I wish is like they also had meat on top of them. So it could be like a like kind of more like a nacho thing. That way I wouldn't have to also get a hamburger. But regardless... Yum. They are so good. Go to In-N-Out Burger and get animal fries right now. Okay, so the second thing I want to rave about is something that everybody can have access to. Well, as long as you have YouTube or like some kind of music streaming platform. But there's this like new um, group of artists and it's called or they're called Songhouse. And it says we are a group of Nashville songwriters pioneering a new generation of songwriting. Twice a week, we break into writing groups and challenge ourselves to write a hook in 30 minutes. If you blow it up, we finish the song and fully release it as a single. And I've noticed like they've been getting like a lot of traction lately. Like I think they were on like Good Morning America or some kind of like news outlet. And we recently at dance, we danced to one of their songs called Honest. And it's the um, artist or the singer is her name is called her name is Kendall Inskeep. And she's like, she has a few other songs, but I haven't, I've been like trying to get into it, like into all of her other songs and all into the other songs that Songhouse has produced, but I just can't. This, this song, Honest, it literally is the most beautiful song. It's a heart-wrenching song. It's a healing song. Like, I believe that music can heal you. Um, If you're going through something that's really challenging, like whether it's singleness, healing, a breakup, whatever, like... This song is probably going to make you cry and make you get onto your knees and scream. 
but it's also going to bring so much joy and healing. And because I've gone on a healing journey and because I'm at a different place in my healing and in my walk, like I'm now almost five years in, right? I listen to this song and it does make me a little bit emotional, but it also brings me so much joy because it's like, I know where this person is. I know the lyrics that she's coming from. I've lived it, but now I'm, I'm more on the other side of it. Um, like I do see the light at the end of the tunnel now. I'm not in the weeds anymore, but it is a song about being in the weeds. It is, is a song about a broken heart. It is a song that I just hope it encourages you. Like I said, I hope you get a good cry. You sing it out loud in the shower. I love doing that. I feel like that's very healing. So listen to the song. I hope you love the song. I hope the song encourages you. Share the song with everybody you know. You're going to want to sing it forever. You're going to want to share it. It is so good. And I'll make sure they link it in the description. Well, guys, that is all I have for you on this special Christmas bonus episode of A Conversation with Jenna. But remember, the conversation doesn't have to end here. If you have thoughts and opinions on my thoughts and opinions, you can email me at conversationwithjenna at gmail.com. I can't promise that I will respond to every email, but I would love to hear from you. Also, please rate and review my podcast on whatever platform you listen on. I would greatly appreciate it. Don't let the things you want make you forget the things you have. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye.